All right, so <laughs> hi everyone. I'm here with my friend Yasmin. Uh, Yasmin and I met just a few weeks ago, but uh, she really uh, captivated me. Uh, she seems to be living her life total on her own terms, always trusting her gut feeling, um, sometimes going against what's considered normal or desirable in our society. Uh, what stood out to me um, recently is that she say um, she doesn't say a lot of things, but when she does speak, um, everyone in the whole room seems to be listening in awe. Uh, she's got some of the wildest, craziest stories <laughs> uh, I've ever heard. Um, yet her resilience and centeredness and the ability to just uh, come back um, is really rare. She's uh, one of the most captivating people I've met in the last couple of years. Uh, she said recently to me that everyone tries to be um, extraordinary, and right now I just want to be ordinary. So welcome, Yas. So good to see you. Hi. <laughs> um, Thank you. My very first question is, um, Really, uh, what you told me recently, how everyone tries to be living this Instagram perfect life, mm -hmm. and um, you somehow feel most sorry for them sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell why? Um, I think because I kind of lived that life before. Like I always, I think Instagram is kind of this life reel of your best moments, and it's and no one ever shows like any kind of real like pain or emotion or it's just kind of just the best moments like put out to the world mm -hmm. and I was definitely like that for a really long time like I was always trying to get I would like go to places and try to get like Instagram perfect pictures and stuff and did you have Instagram? yeah <laughs> I did and I um and like even if it's just trying to show your life to people you know, like not even trying to be like Instagram famous, it's still so unhealthy, mm -hmm. you know, because you're just, I don't know, it's just like you're being almost like fake in a way, I think. Yeah. Um, or not fake, I think like maybe just like disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, and after I... You know, after some crazy shit happened, I just decided, I was like, wow, life is so short. It's so stupid. And why should I go around, like, posting these pictures, pretending like my life is perfect, mm -hmm. you know? And I know a lot of people have told me, and even, like, when I had Instagram and, like, social media, because right now I really don't have any kind of social media. And when I did have that... I think like a lot of my friends who didn't know me that well or like who I've like my college friends they would always be like you know we can't when we would talk or argue or something they would be like you know like we can't all have like a perfect life and like travel all over the world and do things and I was like wow do they really think I have a perfect life because I'm really suffering you know yeah. and um, I just I don't know and I just kind of it's not even that I feel sorry for people who do it. I just kind of feel sorry for who I was when I did it, you know? But, and it's kind of nice mm -hmm. to 
log on to Facebook yeah, and, like, and then see, check like, your nice pictures. Yeah, or, like, even, like, see people's, like... Like, nowadays, I think there's so much bad that's happening in the world that it's kind of nice mm-hmm. to, like, for people... To see people's, like, 200 unnecessary <laughs> Jamaica cruise pictures, you know? Or, like, their engagement pictures or something. So it's kind of, like, nice in a way. And it kind of, like, oh, okay, somebody's having a good time. But at the same time, I think it's completely unhealthy. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're... If you have, like, any men- mental health issue and you're going through some shit and you log on to social media, or especially Instagram, and you you think that all these people are living their perfect lives and, like, they're so happy and you're like, wow, I'm so unhappy. What yeah. is wrong with me? And I just think it's, like, a really unhealthy thing. Yeah, then everybody's caught up in that loop thinking that everyone else is happy. Yeah. And you're the only one that's not. Yeah. And even if you're posting this stuff, like, you're still unhappy. Yeah. You know? So everyone just kind of, like, is almost, like, competing against each other. hmm And I don't know. Like, I met um, this girl recently, and she was, like you're like not on any social media she's like that's so weird she's like you're like you're like a ghost or something and I was like honestly like I've never been like I've never felt like better with that you know like I think before I always really tried to Mm -hmm. like have this like picture perfect life on the outside or like really care about what people thought about me and I think it's just I don't know now that I now that I look back and it's just like wow it's so it's so stupid <laughs> so I don't judge it mm-hmm. I just said that's so stupid but I just like don't judge people who do it because I've been there it's just I just think it's just not a real thing yeah and I think it does like I don't know, it does cause, like, people to have, like, body image issues and just, like, all kinds of issues, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to participate in that. What prompted you to delete yourself off of everything? Um, Caleb dying. Mm -hmm. I just felt like... First, actually, I did kind of post some things about it. Um, about Caleb? Yeah. Who about is Caleb? Caleb is my boyfriend who died, who killed himself last year. Um, and I did kind of, I was like, okay, I have kind of like a platform. Like I have like, and I should probably say something mm-hmm. about what happened. And I do think, like, suicide is, like, something that isn't talked about at all. Mm -hmm. And I think it's weird. Like, why does no one talk about it? And sometimes I I like to just mention it. Like, I think at Landmark, I just said it. Like, I was like, you know, I kind of think about killing myself. And maybe someday, like, I'm kind of scared that someday I might actually do it. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted people to, like, walk up to me and be like, yeah, like, I think about it too. Like, let's talk about it. And I just think so many people talk about it. Like, why won't we talk about it? And after he died, um, I was looking at... He was kind of like a well-known bartender in the city, and 
people had like announcements of like his death on their like their social media pages or like the Dopa page or the Pops page or whatever. And they all were like, let's not talk about the way he died. Or I don't know what it said mm -hmm. exactly, but I was like, no, let's talk about why he died. Because I think that's what really matters. That's what really yeah. matters is like why he died. It's yeah. not like Caleb died in a car accident. Mm -hmm. It's not like he got cancer at 25 and like died at 30. He killed himself. I think maybe like not talking about it is why so many people feel so alone and um i did kind of use that like i was like okay i want to talk about this with people and i want them to know that this happened and that he killed himself mm -hmm. and when some somebody's going through stuff people give them like the suicide hotline line or whatever and like who really calls that like people want to talk to their friends and their family and mm -hmm. stuff and so I was like, hey, if anyone wants to talk to me, like, just, like, talk. I never want that to happen again. And I just want somebody to talk to me about it. Then I realized I just wanted to, like, live in the present and, like, not spend my time, like, focusing on how people saw me. Yeah. You know? The way you live is... Um, very different from what society would say normal and like you just do what makes you happy and like you don't care what your sisters tell you what your parents tell you what your friends tell you uh, what is it like to live like that I mean it feels good to let go of like all these pressures and I think when you think about life you just have to think like, okay, this is my life. This is like the world as we see it. And it could all be gone tomorrow. Or I could like wake up tomorrow and like cross the street and get hit by a car. Like we just have this small frame, you know? And why, why hold yourself back? I guess. Mm -hmm. And I see the way Caleb lived. Mm -hmm. and he was always working. And he was really successful at what he did. And, and then he died. And honestly, like, people always think that the hardest part of losing someone to suicide is, like, feeling blame and guilt and all of that. And yeah, I do feel that sometimes. But it that isn't what hurts me. What hurts me is that he never got to enjoy his life. Wow. He never just got to be like, fuck it. I'm gonna do whatever I want and like fuck all these people and be just completely happy. He never got that. He never oh got God. like the good side of things. And that's what like hurts me so much is that he never was able to experience life. It just gave me chills, literally, because we're all going through life trying to do the right thing, like study hard because our parents want us to, and then like go to school um, to get the degree. Yeah. And then like, oh my God, we need to get a job so that we can actually be independent and get a house and get married to take care of our children. And so when do we actually enjoy 
life and just do what we want truly yeah wow never really unless you just kind of is that what you're doing now I think so yeah well I'm trying to yeah I'm just trying not to think of anything mm-hmm. like in I know there's so there's so much pressure on me because I'm like a certain age or from like a spiritual a certain cultural background, but like I just can't live that life. Like even if I pretended, I just feel I like can't be a fraud. Like I would just feel like I'm faking things. I guess. I yeah. So what do you do right now? Like, what's your kind of lifestyle? Um, my lifestyle is doing whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, like you're going... I know, that sounds like... Traveling and... Um, yeah, it's just kind of... Honestly, my it what it is is just living in the next 24 hours mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Okay, I have this much money in my bank account. I'm gonna buy a ticket to this place, and like, I may not be able to like, you know, actually survive there for more than two days. But I'll figure it out in two days, or like in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. In 24 hours, they'll see what will happen. Maybe I'll, you know, be a bartender at a hostel. Maybe I'll sell ice cream at the beach. Like, it doesn't. Like, I'm not thinking about. I don't know. I feel like so many times, like people have like five-year plans, and yeah. I've heard that so much over my life. Like, what's your five-year plan? And like, yeah, I did the whole school thing, I did the work thing, and like, that was always a question. I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like that's I my answer totally now. Like I was this. like, I don't know. <laughs> Like I have I, like my ten and twenty year plan. Yeah, it's you crazy. do. Yeah, I'm totally oh, that man. person. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have my forty hour plan, so it's like still, <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> so it's still kind of weird for me to. But it's also like weird for me to think like that, you know? Because it's like still. It's because I used to think. I mean, up until like almost. When Caleb died, it was like November. So before that, I had to think of things in a bigger perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I want to have kids, and like we should move to this place or this. We should do this, and like right. blah blah blah. And like I did actually really care about things. And I think maybe people might think like I'm like this way because I'm depressed, but actually I'm like it. That's not it. It's just that I feel like life is so short. Why not? Yeah, your whole um, priorities and the view of life changed. Yeah. When you realized sure. how precious it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it always works out, huh? Yeah, I think it. Oh, I think when you live like that, and I have in the past, like I have had moments where I just kind of gave up, and I was like. Okay, I'm just gonna go travel for a while and see what happens. And it kind of just like everything happens for a reason, and it just kind of like leads you to the next the next thing. And you 
end up having so much more fun than if you planned it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Can you can you tell us a little more about your? Um, I know you went to Peru, and uh, you did ayahuasca. Um, so first of all, why did you go, and how was your experience? Um, so the reason. I guess the reason why I went was because I was having a really hard time after I was mourning Caleb and I didn't know how to mourn him and one of my friends came over a few months, like maybe like two months after he died and I was just in this like place where I was so heartbroken that I couldn't move. Like, I literally could not move. Like, I was just paralyzed in my sadness. And I, and he was like, hey, I really want you to try something and, like, put your jacket on. Like, let's just, just trust me on this. And I was like, I don't know, (laughs) you know? But um, it was DMT, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the short version of ayahuasca. And when I, we smoked it and um, it lasted for about 15 minutes. And apparently I told him like, wow, this is so beautiful. I wish I could just, wish I could take a picture of it. Uh-huh. And he was like, I know. He was like, I know that's how it feels. And like, I don't know, I just like saw life from like this whole other perspective I guess like I was like wow there are other dimensions I guess that you really can't see and that are there you just can't see it in what way did it appear can you even describe um like we're sitting on a rooftop in San Francisco and all the buildings look this it was the same place yeah and like people didn't look differently Mm -hmm. like everyone looked the same but at the same time, like, all the houses looked different and, like, the sky looked different. Like, it was almost like in this, like, 4D world. I don't know how to describe it. And also, like, sounds were different. Like, um, I could hear hummingbirds for some reason. So then actually one of my friends did ayahuasca and he told me about it and he was like, he was like, yeah, it's like, you need to do ayahuasca. You're gonna just... Like at things differently. Um, someone told me of this place called the Temple of the Way of the Light in Peru, and I was like, had it in my the back of my mind. And I believe in signs completely. Like, I honestly think like nothing is a coincidence, and mm-hmm. like everyone you meet is in your life for a reason. And I don't know, maybe I'm a hippie, but I honestly think that. <laughs> but So um, I ran into this girl that I hadn't seen in, since Burning Man, um, my first burn. And she's like, how are you? Are you okay Like after what happened? And I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about doing ayahuasca in Peru. And she's like, yeah, I heard of this place called the Temple. So wow. I was like, and I was like, that's shit, that's a sign. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's where I need to go. So then I went home and I was like, click and filled out some paperwork and then, yeah, ended up going. Yeah, so how was it? Um, 
I don't know. You know, it's like a weird... I feel like everyone describes ayahuasca. So before I went, I kind of... I had my DMT experience, Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to, like, know more about ayahuasca, so I did read about it. And everybody kind of described it in this way. Like, it's like this mother. It's like a feminine thing, or they were like... And then she came to me, and it was like so much hippie. So that like I was like, uh, like this is really turning me off from it. Like I don't know what these people are talking about. Yeah, I don't really. I was completely, I was just not sold on it, and just um, a skeptic in every way. And I even said that a few times at the beginning when we first got there, and um, it was nothing like I thought it would be but it was even better than that like it was like everything that I guess it was nothing that I wanted it to be but it was everything that I needed it Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. and like that's what I think ayahuasca is is like it show it's like about Someone, like, when I was there, like, one of the yoga teachers was like, you know, ayahuasca is just self-love. And I was like, ah, like, after, like, doing ayahuasca, like, seven times, I was like, fuck, it is kind of just self-love. Yeah, so I did it seven times, and every time was completely different. And, um, you, like, (laughs) I don't know how to, you don't really know what to, you kind of just have to surrender Like, it's one of those things when you're drinking. First, when you drink it, it's so disgusting. What does it taste like? It kind of tastes... The first time you take it, it kind of tastes okay. Like, it still tastes disgusting, but it's like... tastes like earth or something. And then after that, it gets worse and worse. And... Because you purge every single time. Or usually you purge. And you purge not because it's so gross, right? No, so you don't purge because it's so... It's like a disgusting uh-huh. thing. Or because you drink too much. It's not one of those right. things. Um, you purge. It's completely... When you purge, it's the nausea and stuff kind of like goes away at the beginning. And when you purge, it... Um, it's like it's like you're purging from your soul or something like you're taking out something and I know that sounds really weird to some people and they might not believe it but I didn't believe it mm-hmm. and then I tried it and it is it does work it's like the most like radical um, fastest easiest way to like change and um, to me, it kind of felt like, like at times it felt really comforting, like almost like someone hugging you, like someone like wrapping you in a blanket and hugging you. And then at other times it felt like complete pain, like you were, like uh, during one of the ceremonies, it I felt like it was really weird and I was talking about this with other people I when you cry when you're on ayahuasca and it makes you want to cry a lot but when you cry it's almost like you're not crying tears it's like you're crying like oil 
because it's like so slippery. Oh, I don't weird. know. And, I would, and when I would tell people that, I was like, isn't it weird? Like, and they're like, yeah, that was so weird. It's like almost like you're not, like everything that comes out of you is like not from your tear ducts or from your like intestines or from yeah. your stomach. It's like from your soul. Wow. And, um, yeah, other times it was really painful and really hard. Um, there was like one ceremony where I felt, I felt all of Caleb's pain. Like I was like, oh, because I wanted to understand. That was my main. So before you go, yeah, you have like intentions and you could change them. They like advise you not to, but like you could change your intentions from ceremony to ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, mine kind of like stuck the same I didn't have I didn't really have an intention my intention was just okay I give up show me what I need to know mm-hmm. and um I did kind of see everything or what I don't know I kind of wanted to see Kayla but I didn't really have that interaction mm-hmm. but I did see other things and I really did feel like every ceremony, I really... And before I, like, went into the first ceremony, the shaman told me, he was like, hey, it's going to be really hard for you. Just so you know, like, and you, if you need help or, like, if you feel like it's too much, like, just call out and we'll help you. And I didn't realize, like, and I was like, Oh, I'm a badass. I was like, I've done so much. Like, I've been through so much. I don't care. This isn't going to be that hard. But it really was hard. What was the hard part? Um, It's kind of... It does... It showed me a lot of stuff that I really repressed. Right. Like, especially with Caleb. Like, memories that I didn't want to live. Like, through again. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, I did. I did feel his pain. Like I, there was one ceremony where I was like, "Okay, this is not me. This is Caleb." Mm-hmm. And I felt so sad, and I cried, and I cried. And but like as soon as you purge, it's the weirdest thing. It you feel so sad and so shitty, and just and sometimes ha- really happy. But the happiness usually comes after you purge. So it's, it's like a relief, like yeah, something negative like, leaves. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, I, like this is stupid, but like it's almost like, you know, like an exorcism or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a demon or like a bad energy, and you leave it, and it like comes out of your body, and you're just like, oh my god. Why do I feel? And the next day, you feel a thousand times lighter. Uh-oh. And you're like, wow, this is so amazing. It's incredible. And you almost feel like a kid again. Mm-hmm. You're like going back to who you were. Like nothing is just taken by default. You can yeah, yeah. actually be surprised and uh, feel curious yeah. about everything. Yeah. There is when we would talk about like we would have like group shares and we would all talk about what we went through and stuff and everybody kind of had this like really elaborate stories like this happened this happened and then someone like said something that really stuck with me 
and it was like the 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 question was basically like what what did it show you because mm-hmm. it does show you things and I think what it is is like it's like a spirit or like spirit different spirits and it kind of of who you were in past life I don't know what ayahuasca is honestly right and I've done it seven times and I don't think that anybody knows what it is mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those things that like and you might not believe in magic but there is magic it's like you don't have to understand how electricity works for you to just yeah yeah turn on the light yeah exactly like you don't have to see a black hole to know there is a black right. hole but um yeah I, i was completely amazed but yeah um this guy was like honestly it just showed me that life is beautiful again And I was like, yeah, like, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. It's completely how I felt, too. And I don't know, it's not this... I know people have, like, different ayahuasca experiences, and they're all amazing, and, um, like, visions and stuff. But sometimes it's, like, not a vision. It's just kind of, like, more of an emotional thing. It's, like, how you feel. Um, What was, like, the the most out of the seven one what's the one that really stuck to you and you think that gave you a sort of a, a hope or like a new way of thinking and you in your life maybe um yeah during the third ceremony <laughs> um i saw so I, i guess like my question was Um, what was why should I not die mm-hmm. like this world sucks I don't want to be a part of it why should I not kill myself and I saw I guess my future daughter oh. and that was like really one of the only visions I had How did you know that she's your daughter? Um, so it was kind of, it was the weirdest thing. Because so all these people kept describing their visions, like all the people around me. And I was just kept thinking, like, I'm not seeing any visions. Uh-huh. Like, I just feel really emotional. And I'm replaying memories that I had. I'm not seeing this vision thing. And then that was, like, really the only vision I had. And it was so crystal clear. And, um, yeah, anyway, so I was looking at her. It was, like, almost like looking at a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, wow, who is that girl? Why am I looking at this? She's so beautiful. I was, like, I just kept thinking, like, wow, she's the prettiest Oh my God. person I've ever like the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life like who is she and then I started noticing like and it was it played for a really long t- like my vision played for a long time yeah. and I was just like stuck in this place and I was just like wow but who is she who is she and then like I started to notice like things about her like her lips were like mine or like you know she kind of looked a little bit like me when I was mm-hmm. a baby and I was like oh my god I was like is that my baby and um the answer was yes and then, do you hear the answer so it's 
So sometimes you hear it, and then sometimes it's kind of you like a know. whisper. Or sometimes oh. you just know. But like then I asked what and that one was. I just knew. Uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, that's my daughter. And then I asked, what's her name? Like just to see if yeah. they would give me an answer. And like, and then I saw her name in cursive. <gasps> her name is Ava. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it, I was like, like it's just like little a movie. Yeah. With just yeah, it's a movie. Theory. Yeah. And I was like, what? And it was kind of funny because I was like, I don't even like that name. Yeah. <laughs> Just like nothing. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to name my kid Eva. Why is her name Eva? <laughs> but yeah, her name is Eva, and she's super beautiful. And apparently, she's my future baby. So then I didn't didn't know what to do with that information. I was like, but I was completely just in awe. I guess mm-hmm. the next day I was like walking around, and one of the facil- facilitators like who did ayahuasca like maybe like 200 plus times she was like hey i have the same like this is a really rare thing to happen for somebody to see their future because usually when you do ayahuasca you see your past Mm -hmm. and it's a really rare thing to see your your future and like just try not to like talk about it that much Okay. <laughs> we're doing the opposite <laughs> yeah but I think she was like talking about like the retreat like not uh-huh. to like be like hey you guys I saw my future and I have a beautiful daughter named Eva um, and yeah it was really nice but she was like yeah like it's when people usually see their babies and their visions it does come true that does like give me hope when it's like okay life is shit why should I be a part of this why do I need to participate in something and then I'm like hey I'm gonna have a really beautiful blue-eyed baby one day <laughs> and Eva quite a good and I'm really excited for it yeah and um you told me like that she has blue eyes, mm-hmm. um, but your eyes are not blue. <laughs> yeah, so about that. Um, yeah, so while... <laughs> so as I had the vision, I was like, her eyes... Because her eyes were really blue. Like that was her defining feature. She had really dark hair. She looked like me, but with blue eyes. And then your family... I guess no one has Yeah, no one has, they have green eyes. But yeah, like I was thinking like, who is the father of this baby? And then it was the weirdest thing. I asked that question and then I opened my eyes and like something in my heart told me that the father was in the room. (laughs) And like, I was like, what, what do you mean? And I kind of, I don't know, I kind of saw someone and it was kind of, it was the weirdest thing because the first two ceremonies, we were sitting right next to each other. Like he was sitting right here and I was sitting right here. And then for some weird reason, they switched around like the seating chart on the third ceremony when this happened. And they like put him directly across from me. Oh my God. And so when I opened my eyes, I saw Sam and I was like, holy shit. I was like, Sam? (laughs) 
the first person you see yeah. after asking that and question. I did feel like the father was in that room and I don't I don't know if Sam is the father but like I do feel like he is oh and then we comp- and then we fell like madly in love so um, this is an insane story I can't wait <laughs> Like to, to see catch what happens. Up. I know you're not on social media, but I'll find you yeah. <laughs> in like five years. That's your five-year plan. <laughs> A baby. Yeah. With Sam. Wow, that's that's so cool. Um, That'd be amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. It's been uh, quite a journey. <laughs> I I know you have so many more just from a few times that we've spoken. Um, but thanks for being authentic and open about sharing our everything with me tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.